0: Backwoods Live! How are y'all doing? Good morning, good morning. So we are trying something new this morning. Um, We are going to be on podcast, as well as uh, Facebook Live here. My name is Davey. They call me Davey Crockett. I've been on Backwoods Live for uh, almost, I think it's my ninth or 10th year. But um, yeah, we've been doing these Sunday morning sermons for... uh, over a year a year and a half now so um yeah thanks for joining us um we really appreciate y'all and we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for y'all so we we're very thankful for all of our followers we thank you for tuning in um you know week after week and uh, just god is doing some really cool things and i'm super excited for today's message uh, as we talk about what real, real food and what real drink is and um hey just to let y'all know, y'all y'all can check us out on backwardslife.com, uh, Twitter, Backwards Facebook, Backwards Life, or on we have a YouTube channel, Backwards Life, uh, all social media platforms, Instagram, Backwards Life. Um, check us out. We've been going at it for 14 years now. Uh, learned a lot. We've had a lot of great relationships. Um, been impacted by a lot of people as well as guys used us to impact others. So we just thank. You. Uh, we're very thankful for the platform that we have to just to share christ and uh we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him and um he is he is at work in us he is working through us and we are excited for uh i believe what god keeps telling me is for excited for what is to come and that better things are yet to come so thanks for joining us um here i am in central kentucky our whole crew is i mean we're everywhere from north florida vados to georgia um we even got a crew member out in Canada. Uh, I've got Kathy and Ryan out in Kentucky, Alabama. Um, we've got pretty much people all over. So um, we thank y'all again for just uh, tuning into us. Sorry for last week, last week's uh, message. It was sleeting here, and of course, I don't have the grace, the greatest internet service. So when that happens, it basically, man, it's it's just hard for me to get coverage to run a live video, but today I have some stuff that I found uh, in scripture that was pretty profound and uh, the things that God was showing showing me. Um, it, I started reading some books for a spring semester that I started this past week, and my wife brought home this book on um, just Holy Communion and what the communion uh, meant by eating at the Lord's table, and uh, God had some real, revealed some things to me prior to this, and it just, man, it just sparked my interest as as being a nutritious and a a fitness trainer and having phenomenal success with people all over the really the the world from professional athletes to just you know just everyday men and women uh, trying to get in better shape and god revealed a lot of cool things in this book that i'm going to reveal to you guys and our last message two weeks ago we talked about the bread of life and how jesus said he's the bread of life i'm going to dig a little deeper into this because i found some fascinating things in scripture that I think would open your eyes too. And um so if you're here and you're listening, um and you're you're looking for healing, uh physical healing, emotional healing, please listen to every single word that I say um as I speak God's word. And but before I do that, I know I haven't said hi to everybody yet. Terry, how are you doing from North Carolina? Joey, please note that hey, I'm, I'm focused on what God is speaking through me. So I'm really just trying to listen to the Holy Spirit and to speak his words. So I don't get a chance to comment on every comment that that takes place. I do. I, I promise you, I do. Michael does. Uh, we go back and we read all these comments. Uh, reply. We reply to them. So if you've got prayer requests, you know, we're praying for y'all and, we, and pray for us too. You know, this is, um, it's not easy, you know, to, to to give a message every single week and um, I don't definitely don't want to misspeak by any means and want to honor God in everything that we do whether we're slinging arrows or slinging lead or we're here proclaiming his name and his word so um, we just thank you all for for just tuning into what uh, we have for today but just thank you Dan doing well doing well Roman um, had a pretty crazy week myself uh, getting back into school at seminary and uh, just the amount of reading and Uh, understanding it's not easy reading by any means but um, I'll just pray for me on that as I just have clarity and wisdom but I want to go ahead and open up a word of prayer and we're gonna dive into God's Word if you've got your Bibles go ahead and open up to Exodus 12 I'm really honestly I'm gonna bounce around a lot today so y'all forgive me Um, we're starting Exodus 12 we're gonna go into Psalms we're gonna go into uh, the Gospels and then we're gonna finish out in 1st Corinthians chapter 11 And we're really talking about uh, communion and what the what the wine stands for and what the bread stands for and what implications this has for us today. And this is extremely profound. And just just listen to me, hear me out. This might take 45 minutes. It might take an hour. Just listen to everything that I'm saying, um, because this really spoke to me. And I think if you get this, if you grasp this and you have the faith behind it, that you'll see some pretty cool things, uh, including some physical healing. And, um, so let's go ahead and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for just, uh, every heart, every ear, every eye that is listening in. We thank you for social media platforms such as podcast and Facebook and Instagram. We thank you, uh, for those. We thank you for the platform that you have given us, um, to just proclaim you and what you've done and just how good you are. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I... ask that only the holy spirit come close and prosper that my words be of you that you give me sense of clarity uh, and understanding as i deliver your word and father i pray that you uh, open the hearts of those who are listening that what i am speaking does not become head knowledge but it becomes heart knowledge lord that we believe it with all of our might and we put all of our trust in what you have done and what you have said wash us with your word lead us down your path and may we be found righteous with you is in the name and in the blood of Jesus Christ we pray amen so if you've got your Bibles open up to Exodus 12 and I'm going to read Exodus 12 1 through 13 and this is this is so cool of this is Old Testament we're going to see how uh, New Testament picks up and how this is fulfilled. And, and this just really opened my eyes. So I'm going to paint a little bit of a background in, in both sets of what's going on in the Old Testament as well as what's what's going on in the New Testament or what is what Jesus did in the New Testament. And in the Old Testament, In Exodus, in chapter 12, all through uh, the beginning parts of of Exodus, God had called Moses uh, to lead his people. The Israelites were God's chosen people, and the Israelites were stuck in Egypt. They were under a yoke of slavery by Pharaoh, who was treating them harshly, and God was calling Moses to lead his people out into the promised land. And... Uh, he was giving Pharaoh opportunities. He would tell, he would go to Moses and Aaron, and Moses and Aaron would go on behalf of God, and they would go speak uh, to the Israelites of what to do or what to say. And then they were sending. He was sending Moses to Pharaoh, to asking them, telling him basically to let his people go. And Pharaoh was hard-hearted. Uh, God hardened his heart, and he was not submitting to what God was saying. So God started sending these plagues um, over. The Israelite community, as well as the Egyptians, and some of these plagues, the Israelites had to go through. Uh, not all of them, and the one we're talking about today, the Passover, if they listened to what Moses told them to do, as in the Israelites, they would be spared. And God is is leading them across the Red Sea, and He's not only just leading the Israelites. Uh, some some uh, scholars say that it was the Israelites contained two million to two and a half million people. That's a lot of people. Um, that were that made up the, the, the community of the Israelites. So uh, the people, if they did this, God was going to basically watch out for them. And he's trying to get Pharaoh's attention. He's giving Pharaoh every opportunity to basically humble himself and listen to God's instruction. So let's go ahead and let's read this. So in Exodus 12, it says, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be for you the first month of your year, tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. That's you know, two, two There's two, two, two million to two and a half million people. So who knows how many lambs that is. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share uh, with their nearest neighbor. Having taken into account the number of people there, you are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect. You got to catch that, without defect, without blemish. And you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the people of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and on the tops of their door frames of their houses where they eat the lambs that not that same night they already eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast catch that bread made without yeast do not eat the meat raw or cooked in water but roasted over the fire head legs and inner parts do not leave any of it till morning if some is left till morning you must burn it this is how you are to eat it with your cloak tucked into your felt your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand eat it in haste it is the Lord's Passover. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn, burn, first, first burn, first both men and animals. And I will bring judgment on all the gods, those gods meaning little case Gs, gods that uh, they had put up in front of the actual God, the Father in heaven. It says the blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and no destructive plague will will touch you when I strike Egypt. So basically, God says, this is what you've got to do. I'm going to spare you from this judgment if you do what I tell you to do. So of course, that's why it's called the Passover. So the judgment would pass over these people and they wouldn't be affected. Their firstborn, uh, either male, their firstborn male of animal or son would not be killed. And of course, with the Egyptians, sadly enough, of course, their firstborn, Of every animal and man uh, died because they did not have the Passover blood so the blood the Passover represented this is your free pass this is your Passover here's the here's the thing that just I was just reading this book and it was just so profound to me so he tells them to do this to take this lamb without blemish it's a male and to sacrifice it as an offering To eat don't take more than what you need eat enough for your family get your fill out of it and at that same night while you're doing this they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast and why yeast see all throughout the bible yeast represents sin something that is impure or unclean before the lord in his eyes and The reason why they were eating bread, if we fast forward into the New Testament, you're going to understand exactly what this, eating of the flesh is what some translations say, eating of the flesh, eating of the bread. The craziest thing, not the craziest thing, but just God is so sovereign and he is so controlled over so many different things that go on in your life and my life. God has our best interest and God can do anything and he can do all things because he's in control of all things, even evil. He's control of every situation, every circumstance, regardless if it doesn't work out for your good. God is sovereign over every single thing of, that, that your life is involved in. And because, why? Because God created it all. He's in control of it all. Something that blew my mind when I was reading this, and I was reading about it in the book of Psalms, was this, and it's Psalms 105, 37. It says that he brought out Israel laden with silver and gold, and from among their tribes, no one faltered. So you have 2 million to 2.5 million people that God is delivering from this yoke of slavery, this bondage that is holding them captive. God called Moses to free his people. God called Moses to do crazy things like sticking out his rod touching the water, stepping foot in the water, this Red Sea dries up. Of the two million people, the two and a half million people that God was leading out, leading into the promised land, from the yoke of slavery into the promised land, none of them were feeble. None of them were weak. And when I read that, I was like, wow. Like, what if today God is speaking the same message to us? And if we did exactly what the israelites did they listened to what god was saying they obeyed the passover didn't eat bread without yeast and what if god was leading two to two and a half million people across an area that doesn't make sense to our human eyes or our human ears but just trusting in god and none of us were going to be sick none of us were going to have be type 2 diabetic none of us would have ailments no we would be whole we would be healed and the craziest thing about all this If you go through and you read through 12 and 13, they took the bread, the only thing they took, the bread made without leaven, they took it with them. And God had instruction for them to take it with them as they went and to eat and to feast on this as they went. But yet none of them had any physical ailments. I find that fascinating. Why? Because of this. So taking in communion. Means, It's two parts. It's about the wine, which represents the blood. And it's also about the bread, which represents Jesus' body. The wine represents the sin. In Colossians 1.14, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. In Ephesians 1, 7, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of of our sins, of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. That's fascinating. That's That's what the wine represents. His blood. But something that the church today... I believe and it's something that the church and the Corinthian church also struggled with is we don't really recognize what the bread represents. And just how the bread represents healing. You see Jesus went all through his whole ministry for 3 years. Jesus didn't always cast out a demon. He didn't always walk on water. But something that Jesus always did is he always went wherever he went, he went about healing. It says this in um, Luke six nineteen. I want to read this because this is just this is profound. It also says it in Acts ten. It says this: Luke six nineteen. If you have your Bibles, check it out. <clears throat> it says, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. People were recognizing the power. Jesus was so full of health. His body was so pure. He was so full of health that even the clothes that touched Jesus, people recognized this, and they had so much faith, they just wanted to touch his clothes, touch the hem of his cloak. And they were healed all throughout the Gospels. You can see where the woman was trying to make her way, who had been bleeding for 12 years, and she just touches the hem of his cloak, and she is healed. And Jesus recognized that his power was gone. And he says, who touched me? It was the touching. Why? Because the clothes were touching his body and there was so much power in his body and there was so much healing and health in his body that people were healed just by touching him. All throughout scripture, Jesus, were, people were just trying to make a way to touch him in order to be healed. But it was the faith behind what they were doing that is why they were healed. The unbelief, the, the lack of faith wasn't allowing them to be healed. And the crazy thing about this, and I read this last week, was Paul. You know, Paul is going, Paul never, Paul had an encounter with Jesus. He had a vision, an encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. Paul was persecuting Christians. Paul gets transformed. He becomes blinded. God, God sends a guy named Ananias to go heal Paul. Paul wakes up. He's going to send Paul to go to the Gentiles. Jesus came just to the Jews alone. And he sends Paul to go to not only the Jews, but the Gentiles, but proclaiming that the kingdom of heaven is here and it is now speaking salvation proclaiming what god has done and what god will do and that same message is for us and the craziest thing about it is that paul was so full of the spirit he was so full of the authority and the power of jesus that when people would touch just the handkerchiefs of what paul was wearing they were being healed i don't know about you but i want to be so full of the holy spirit and to recognize the power and the authority that jesus has given me and he's given you too that when people just touch my clothes because the faith that I have and who Jesus is and what he's done for me, that they will be healed. Listen, I'm not saying this from a bragging standpoint. I have seen people, I have been a witness to people, Jesus raising up dead people that were dead, that I I saw them, I witnessed them take their last breath. And when we prayed over him in the spirit, this is my father-in-law, When I prayed over him in the spirit with my wife, where two or more gathered in my name, my father-in-law came back and a month later he was fully restored. I've seen animals that were blind, that were born blind and God put it in my heart. And I went to scripture and said, God, what'd you do? And I did exactly what the Lord told me to do. And I saw that animal be able to see in three days and was back in the herd. I've seen chickens that I ran over with a tractor that had wings broken, that couldn't walk, That I thought I was going to have to kill this chicken and want my daughter go kneel next to it, and pray over this chicken and this chicken get up and run off. That's what I want to do. You see, the Book of Acts talks about what the the apostles did, the acts of the apostles, because they believed in what Jesus did. They understood what the wine meant. They understood what the bread meant, and they took it to heart, to all of their heart, and they trusted in everything that Jesus did. And because they trusted and they had so much faith and they were so full of faith, they went out and did exactly what Jesus did, but not just to the Jews. They went, God, Jesus sent them out to all the ends of the earth. All cultures, all tribes, proclaiming and preaching that the kingdom of heaven is here and now and receive this free gift. It's yours for the taking. But you see, the enemy is so at work in this world. The Bible and Jesus talks about that he calls him the prince of the air. There is a spiritual battle that's going on all around you. There are demons, there are angels fighting on your behalf. For you, for your soul. We can't always see it. Some can see it, some can't. And we've taken the whole Lord's table. We're eating at the Lord's table. That's what the Lord's supper is, is drinking of the wine and eating of the bread. Representing what Jesus has done for you on the cross. That the wine represents his blood that was spilled out for you. Listen, I'm talking to a bunch of hunters. This is a blood trail that will change your life. You just got to recognize it and receive it. His body was broken. And in the real, the real they call it matzah. In the real matzah in the Old Testament. It was made without leaven, without sin. It was pure because Jesus' body was pure and that's what this bread represents and real matzah it is it's like a wafer made without yeast and it's pierced with holes in it because Jesus' body was pierced for you by his stripes that we are healed his body was beaten he had lashes and it was a it was a burnt offering why because god's wrath because of our sin our iniquities the things that we have done were laid upon him in his flesh. And the reason why we take in the Lord's Supper, we take up the wine and we take up the bread is because we are recognizing that we cannot have life or have eternal life. We cannot have healing. We cannot have forgiveness of sins if it wasn't for what for Jesus did on the cross. So Jesus says this, and, the, and he says it all throughout the Gospels. And if Jesus speaks of it, and all four Gospels about how important communion is, it's important for us to take into consideration and do what Jesus told us to do. And I found this so fascinating because our ministry, there's a component of our ministry that we are joining in with Jesus and what he's done, where we focus on the physical. Because I was a fitness trainer nutritionist and I started diving in God's word, I didn't even realize that all the stuff that I was doing was lining up with scripture. And I remember sitting down, actually I was driving uh, to Georgia, and I was like, Lord, where did we go wrong as a church? How do we get so far off track physically? Why are we so addicted to sugar? Why are we so addicted to foods that it's taken us completely off track because now we have type two we're type two diabetic, we have high blood pressure, we have high cholesterol, we've got all these health ailments. Why is that? And God took me right back to Genesis three. The fall of man, when the enemy came subtly to Eve, and she was by herself, and he tempted her and appealed to her five senses, and she saw that the food was with the fruit was pleasing to the eye it was good for good to eat and she ate of it and she had perfect communion at that time with god and the crazy thing is is the fall of man started with the act of eating a simple act of eating started the whole fall of man and from that the ground was cursed beneath their feet guess what the redemption of man the redemption of man his name is jesus and when we sit down before him and we eat of the we eat at the lord's table we partake in the wine which represents his blood and we partake in the bread which represents his body that was broken for us it was broken and multiplied for us so that we can experience healing so we can experience long life, so that we can join in with Jesus in his ministry and what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in this world. God's given us this opportunity. You see, here's the key. It's got to be taken in faith. The same faith that you take the wine, you've got to have that same faith and take and receive the healing from his body. He is trying to give you this abundant life. It's right there for your taking. but see, the enemy has taken the Lord's table and made it just a a ritual. Let's just check the box. The enemy's done that with church. The enemy's done that with the Bible. Listen, walking with God and experiencing revelation and coming to know his heart and who you are in his eyes. You don't just check a box. You don't just go through the motions. No, you sit down and you've got to honor God with everything you got. He gave His all for you. And when Jesus went to the cross, when He bled for you, when His body was beaten for you, He had you on His mind to have a relationship with. Religion is what persecuted Jesus, it's about relationship. And it's about between you and the Heavenly Father. Jesus was the one that made a way. And by that, we can now walk around with the Holy Spirit because Jesus has given us it. And the same power that rose Jesus from the grave, the same power that went from death to life, is available for you here and now. The kingdom of heaven is here. But only those who have faith, only those who their eyes are open, those who willingly pursue him and pursue his heart and get to know him will come to understand it and come to walk in the fullness of life the bread is for healing there's a passage in mark where a mother approaches jesus and jesus is with the jews because jesus was sent to the the jewish community he was he was talking to the jews not the gentiles and this woman was a gentile woman and she's begging for the bread, she's begging for it from Jesus, and Jesus says, "We don't give crumbs to dogs," meaning he was sent to the. This is for the group of the of the Jews. This is for the group of the people. That's who he was sent to. And she says, "Yeah, but even the dogs get just a crumb. I just need a crumb to give to my daughter, and she will be healed." Why is that so profound? It's like when we're sitting down at the table. And we're eating some backstrap or we're eating a good dinner. No, we're going to give the scraps to the dog. If, we, if the dog even gets some scraps. In my family, they're not really going to get much. But she says, if I just have, just give me a scrap. Just give me the littlest crumb because I have so much faith. If I just have the crumb that falls on the ground that my daughter will be healed. And he says, wow, I've never seen so much faith from anybody in this region because she, as a Gentile, Recognized what the bread represented. The people who Jesus is trying to commune with are not even really catching on to what the what the bread means and what the bread signifies. Jesus says this in John, in the book of John. He says that I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. He didn't say life of the jew he didn't say life of the white person he didn't say life of the black he said life of the world for everyone jesus gave his life for everyone every single person out there whether you're male you're female regardless of your culture regardless of how much money you make status jesus died for you he paid it all it's already been done it's nothing you can do except for receive this free gift of eternal life then he said jesus tells them in verse 53 chapter 6 in the book of John. I tell you the truth, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him, just as the living Father sent me. And I live because of the Father, and the one who feeds on me will live because of me, because of what Jesus did. Feed on him. Take communion every day. It says, this is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died, but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. If you go to the book of Acts, and in the book of Acts it says this, and this is after Jesus has already ascended and the Holy Spirit has come and is residing in the Acts of the Apostles. And they're doing what Jesus did because Jesus said, you will do greater things than I. The disciples didn't understand at the time, but now they understand that the power came with the Holy Spirit. That's where the power came from, which is God working. And now that power is, if we believe, has the opportunity to reside in us. And if we surrender and listen to the voice of God through the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is leading us and he is showing us things that the kingdom of heaven is here. And in Acts two forty two, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. So what Jesus did, the apostles were doing. All the believers were together and had everything in common, everything in common. They were selling their possessions and goods because they recognized that Everything was from the Father. Nothing they had was their own. And they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts and in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Every day they were breaking bread. Every day they broke bread in their homes. Every day day taking communion is not a checklist taking a communion is sitting before the heavenly father and the enthroned Jesus who sits at his right hand in remembrance of what he's done for you and if you take this in faith and if you do this daily just like the disciples did I believe you'll start to experience healings. In first Corinthians chapter 11 Paul's addressing the Corinthian church who is not taking the bread and the wine in a worthy manner. And he says this, "For what I received from the Lord in chapter in verse 23, what i also pass on to you the lord jesus on the night he was betrayed he took the bread and when He had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after supper he took the cup he said this is the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Therefore, this is the key. Listen to me. If you've got your Bibles, you need to highlight this. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord, And man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body, didn't say the blood, the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. What he means by falling asleep is dying dying early premature deaths what happened to the israelites god led them on a journey and they took and ate of the bread they did this in faith and because of that none of them were weak none of them were feeble every single one of them were full of health so why aren't we walking around as children of god being full of health Yes, I do believe in eating properly. I do believe in eating from the hand of God. That's what our ministry is about. I have a confession to make. And if you know me, I've, I've already said this. I will be 100% honest. I will pull the curtains back on my life. And this sounds to be so stupid, but it's just where I was. I was such a lost individual. But you know I would not I was so caught up in being physically fit and winning races and winning competitions that was my god that was my idol it was everything I ate everything I drank how hard I trained how hard I pushed my body and it was about winning races and harvesting big animals that's what I trained for and the reason why I wouldn't take the Lord's Supper the reason why I wouldn't drink the wine or eat the bread is quite honestly because i don't want my insulin to be spiked i didn't want the carbs because it wasn't my time at that very moment for me to have carbs and that sounds so stupid and it's so stupid looking back of how foolish i was and how so caught up i was in the ways of the world on what being fit meant let me tell you something now i take communion every day with my wife we do it at night before we go to bed and we don't rush it and I picture what Jesus did for me and what he did for you on the cross and there was a time in my life when I literally saw my sin literally saw me nailing Jesus my hands nailing Jesus to the cross because that's what sent him there Jesus just looks down and says, you're forgiven. I did this for you. Receive this gift of salvation. Come to walk in the fullness of who I am and what I've done for you. The reason why today that we are struggling health wise, I firmly believe this is because if we're taking communion and it's only for the believer, so if you're not a believer, it's not for you to take. But if you receive this gift and you recognize what Jesus did for you on the cross, there's not only forgiveness of sins, but there's healing. You just got to receive it. Jesus says it's right here. Do this often and remembrance to what I've done for you. Recognize how much I love you. Come to know that love, and out of coming to know that love, you'll not only see how I love you, but you'll see how to love others. The Corinthian church, they had this all wrong. They looked at communion as one part, focusing on the forgiveness of sins. It's two parts about the bread his body and about the wine his blood receive this gift walk in his power walk in his healing the holy communion is God's channel for divine health he loves you He loves you so much that the Father in heaven sent his one and only Son in the flesh, not as a king, but as a servant, to show us how to live. Jesus came and did what the Father told him to do. He was obedient even to the point of death. He didn't say a word if it didn't please the Father. There was no deed in him. He did not act unless it pleased the Father. The enemy thought he had Jesus nailed down when Jesus died on the cross. God's divine Jesus conquered death. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave is available for you. It's not what you can do, it's not what you can say about coming before him in a humble heart and receiving his gifts, receiving this gift of healing, being powered by the Holy Spirit to do what Jesus did. And I pray that every single one of y'all experience healing out of this between you and God. I can't do it for you and you can't do it for me. It's between you and God. God knows your heart. We just have to get to know his And I pray that my heart and I promise you I will give my best effort to walk in the fullness of God. But I want you to be so full of the Holy Spirit and so full of God that if people touch your clothes they're healed. Don't listen to what the world tells you. Listen to what the word tells you. This word is full of Eternal life. Salvation is more than just receiving Jesus as your Savior. You know, it's recognizing what He did every single moment of your life. We shouldn't be chewing on or drinking spiritual milk. We should be chewing on meat. We should be challenged. We should be going out and proclaiming and teaching. That's what Jesus told us to do, that was His command. pray dear heavenly father i thank you so much that you loved us so much that you sent your one and only son to die for us he died a criminal's death he was full of life full of your words there was no sin in his body or his mind. We thank you for your truth. And Father, just as the fall of man started with the simple act of eating, if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, the smallest of seeds, if we just recognize what, you, what your son did on the cross for us, that his body represents the bread that was pierced. It was the burnt offering. It was the lamb without blemish. That God, your wrath remained on him because of what we did in our sin. And the blood, the wine, the blood that was spilled for us, which forgives us of our sins. And your word says that it casts as far as east is to the west. If we just receive this gift, We don't only say in our heads that Jesus is Lord, but we believe in our hearts that you raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. Father, there's two parts to your gospel, just as there's two parts to your Holy Communion. Father, help us in our unbelief. We thank you for the healing that you're going to bring about our bodies as we take in your Lord's Supper. Father, we honor you with all that we do. And we thank you that you call us your children. And we have the opportunity to be adopted and grafted into your family. We thank you for Jesus. And we thank you for the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. There's power in the blood, and there's healing in his body. It's all for your glory and your honor. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to our show. Hey, there's something um, I keep forgetting to ask. I keep forgetting to bring up. Um, I know there's a lot of wild game banquets and stuff that that go on. I know it happens a lot in the South. And, hey, you know, if you you would like for either me or Michael or, or Kevin to come and speak, we love to do that. Um, just send us a message on messenger. Uh, you can always check us out on backwardslife.com. All social media platforms is backwards life, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. It's all backwards life. Um, y'all check us out. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. That's why we do this. We get paid to do this, that we do it because we love God first and we love others. So day.